Hey, before we start this week's episode of Copilot's Review, we just have a few things we want to say. Yeah, so the show we're going to be doing this week is rather controversial in some of its dialogue and really at times just straight up offensive with its dialogue. The show's offensive. It is. Not our show. Our show is always offensive. We That's told you that when we started. This show, though, spoilers, we're recommending you watch the show. Oh, it's fantastic. But, man, is it offensive. It is humorous and it is offensive humor. And on that note, we're also going to be spoiling a lot of the show because we end up telling a lot of these jokes kind of verbatim. Word for word quotes because this show is, in short, hilarious. Yes. So if you really want to watch this, like if you've listened to other stuff and you trust our recommendations, or if you already know of this show and you've been tempted to watch it, well, I highly suggest you do. And if you want to go watch those first two episodes and maybe come back to this, hopefully come back to this. Because we do discuss things outside of the show. Um, I think there's some Harry Potter in here, and we talk about... Politics. Politics, ghost-based politics. The best type of politics. But yeah, so if you want to watch the show first and then come and listen to the podcast, I know normally we try to keep the show shorter than the show we're reviewing. That didn't happen here. There was just too much to talk about. It was too much fun. We had too much fun with this episode. I hope you guys have as much fun with it as we did. I really do. So... Onwards to the episode, people. This is Co-Pilots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show, but also the second. Some shows just don't have the best pilot episode. Giving it that second chance might just sway your mind. Here we take that chance for you, and let you know our opinions on if it deserves more than one shot. I'm Justice, alongside me is my co-pilot Josh. Now get ready for takeoff. Your in-flight entertainment this week will be Ghost Stories, The English Dub. The original Stories was released in 2000 by Studio Piero, based off the book series by Toro Tsunemitsu. Now, you might recognize Studio Piero for such notable works as Naruto, Bleach, and Yu Yu Hakusho. And if you don't recognize them at all, that's fine. And also, if you don't recognize those shows, it's fine. They're anime. We're doing another anime episode. It's anime episode number two. Ooh, fancy. I'm actually much more excited about this one than the last one after watching the show. How about you? Yes, most definitely. So... I listed P- Studio Piero's biggest shows here, Bleach, Naruto, Yu Yu, but I have to say Ghost Stories should be up there. Ghost Stories is fantastic. Like, not to blow our load early, guys, but Ghost Stories as a show is bad. Oh, absolutely. But it is a comedy train wreck from start to finish. You're, we're going to quote this show more, so than many quoted, times. more than we've quoted any other show during an episode. Like, when we say quote, we don't mean like a vague paraphrase or... A single quote we took down. We mean straight out full on quote after quote. The hardest part about this episode was taking notes on it. My phone is now littered with a bunch of reaction pics and gifts that are from this show just so I can send them to other people. That's how good this dub is, guys. It's legitimately just an enjoyable thing to watch. So let's go ahead and dive into episode one. Tonight the spirits will be resurrected. Amano Jaku. Um, that's the full title of the episode. Yeah, it's an anime. You get long episode names. So we open on a man in a school. And he hears something behind him. And he's then surprised when something whispers yeah. in his ear and says, Behind you. Yeah. Before that, he's kind of like wandering around a bit, like looking, calling out for people, kids and stuff, seeing who's there. Yep. So after we get the behind you whisper. We zoom out from the building. 
and we hear a scream. Yep, and then we cut to the opening. Which, um, anime openings tend to at least do something stupid or have an impact. I, uh, I remember nothing about this one. Um, it was a lot of basic shots of the kids. The show's about kids at a school. Um, doing stuff kids do. Playing and hanging out and not a lot of ghosts in the opening for the first half. And the back half of the opening has like a bunch of ghosts and demons and stuff showing up. But it really, the opening's kind of boring, kind of lame, non-memorable. I can't even say anything about this song. I don't remember it. Yeah, I've got no clue. But then after that, we cut to some kids in a car and their father. And they, they're moving into a new town. It's a moving truck, not a car. But oh, sorry, let's not be pedantic. Truck. Well, you just were pedantic. Yeah, let's not do that. Excuse me while I spew my pedantism. Is that a word? I don't know. Why don't you choose? You're pedantic enough. Well, we open up on this moving truck, and we're driving by, and we see that the building that the old guy was that the guy was in in the previous scene is a school building, an and, old schoolhouse to be exact. And the kids are complaining about it, but then their father points out, "You're not going to go to that one. You're going to go to the new school. That's the old school, sillies." Yeah, the new school's right next to it. And then the two kids look at each other, and pro- pro- proclaim, "Nito." Modern bathrooms. You, you see what I mean here? That's yeah. the first quote that we're going to quote. Neato, modern bathrooms. And then the daughter sticks her head out the window to like follow a weird shadow we, sh- we see flit across the screen. And her father yells out to get her head back in. We'll be knocked off. It's also in the scene where we get their names established. The younger boy is... Keiichiro. Keiichiro. And, and the, the daughter is Satsuki. Yep. So they pull up to the house that they're going to be staying at. And they, they get out of the car, and they go in the house. And here we find out their, their, their family name is Mashida. Yes. And we get two new people. It's an elderly couple, and we can see their dad reassuring them that the movers, the movers are going to get the rest, everything's going to be fine, to which the... Hold on. These older people are the, 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 the father of the family's parents. Yes. So they're the kid's grandparents. Though right then it wasn't exactly established. It wasn't, but... So, so then we get... Another great quote. This quote, we rewound it... So many times. At least eight times. Just to make sure we heard it right, because it is the first like legitimately out-of-nowhere quote. When you hear it, and if you've watched anime and you hear this quote, you're going you're gonna to rewind it too, because you're yeah. going to be like, wait, what the fuck did I just hear? Yeah. So the quote is... Why you want to live in your dead wife's old house? It's beyond me. It's, it's sick. sick. You're, You're sick. sick. Uh, and it's it's just fantastic. Like at this point in my notes, I have the words "Grandpa is the best character." He, he is. There is no debate. Oh no, I think the best character is Momoko. But Momoko's pretty great. But I think line per line of greatness, Grandpa wins. Don't he, get me wrong. He has like two, two lines, lines, but they're, but both, they're fantastic. Because the next line comes up. Almost right after that. Yeah. He, he, uh, it, it comes up shortly after the kids amaze over the size of the house and ask about going upstairs, which the father's just like, sure, don't bother them. Yeah, don't bother the stairs. The show is amazing. So then the grandfather looks back over to the father of the two children, and you want to go and take this one? <laughs> he looks at the father, and he's like, they're talking about the house, right? Yeah. And, and, he, and the fact that he's living in his dead wife's old house so you know kind of mentioning him pulling that up and so then the grandfather gestures at his wife who's standing right there the grandmother the the, the father's mother and he, he gestures towards her and gives this amazing line when this bitch kicks i'm moving to vegas and again 
literally killed me. Yeah, it, it was just so unexpected and absolutely wonderful. And the, my favorite part about these, though, is... So, if you're not an anime fan or you don't watch anime, you've seen cartoons at least probably, right? If not, I pity you and your life. I don't but, know how you had a childhood. Even growing up in, like, the 50s, 60s, and 70s, there were cartoons. Yep. Yeah. So, not so much in American animation, but in Japanese animation, they really want to match the mouth motions that you would normally see when someone's talking to the animation motions of the people speaking. So, a lot of the times when a show would try to dub to English, they still want to keep the inherent, like, story and truth behind what a character is saying, but also make it match as well as possible it's why some, mouth movements. It's why sometimes you get really stupid long monologues yes. when the Japanese dub, the Japanese sub isn't near as long as that. Yeah. It's just because they're trying to match the mouth movements to what the character is saying. Which doesn't always work. But this show uses these dubs that are definitely nowhere near the original lines, but they match them so well to the mouth movement, it's amazing. And the best part about this scene, though, after the grandfather says, when this bitch kicks, I'm moving to Vegas, is how the father looks at his dad and yeah. just, like, laughs uncomfortably, like, ha, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so then we kick upstairs to where the kids are charging into a room. Just They're super excited because they're, they're, they're thinking... This can be our game room. We can like set up board, set up games in here and play games. Yeah. And then they flop on the floor. And we hear a voice from off screen. Ooh, white panties. Cause uh, yeah, it it's anime, and if you know what it is, you know this was coming. And if you don't, this this was gonna happen. There was no debate. Yeah. So the neighbor boy is out on his balcony, and he can see up Sotsky's skirt because she flopped on the floor in such a manner to put her sk- skirt. Facing the large windows and balcony. Yeah. So, she screams. He just introduces himself as Hajime and asks if she's the new student. So, she goes on about how it's not any of his business and he's a pervert. And he's just like, it's not my fault. You're the one that flashed me. Remember that. So, to quote this scene word for word. Ooh, white panties. Yo, my name's Hajime. You're the new wait, transfer wait, wait, student. Wait, wait, no. Back up. You missed a, not a line, but a sound. So, start over. You can be Hajime. I'll be Satsuki. Okay. Ooh, white panties. Ah! Yo, my name's Hajime. You're the new transfer student, aren't you? Yes, but that's none of your business. I guess you're the new pervert. Whatever. I was here first. You know, listen, you flashed me. Remember that. Yeah, that is the dialogue between these two. It's so good. By the way, guys, we're less than three minutes into the show, and it's so good. Yeah. So we cut away from that scene by their father interrupting and asking... Satsuki and Keiichiro to help with their mother to which we see him carrying a picture and like a box and stuff to which it's a their mother's shrine it's not entirely uncommon in Japanese culture to have like a small shrine to dead loved ones normally consisting of a picture and some incense and such and the ashes and the the ashes of the person Mm -hmm. so that ends this day in in the in the show and we cut to the next morning, and the father is dropping Satsuki and Ke- Kechiro off at school. And he has this beautiful, beautiful line. Now remember, you two, just say no to everything. And with that, he just drives away. It's so good, guys. I'm, I know I'm going on about this, but I don't... I literally had to stop watching this show so I could get my... So I could recompose myself. Not at this point. He made it through the first episode by taking notes. He was not capable of taking notes in episode two 
while being composed. The show killed me. Like, so, about two minutes into episode two, I just see him sigh after a bit of laughter, set his computer down from taking notes, and just be like, I'm done. I can't take notes. I'm going to keep watching it. I'm not going to stop, but I can't take notes right now. Mm-hmm. And there's 20 episodes of this. <laughs> yeah. We only uh, watched two, but there's 20 episodes of this to be, to be watched and enjoyed. Yeah. So we continue on with Keichiro and Satsuki, and Keichiro's kind of squirming around, rumbling, messing with his bag, and it turns out he brought their cat with them. So two cool things about their cat. First, it has heterochromia. It has two different colored eyes. Which is neat. Second, the cat's name is Kaya, which I this is a really niche joke here, but Kaya's a ghost assassin, and the show's about ghosts. I mean, she's also a dead waterbender. So those jokes were about Magic the Gathering and Avatar the Last Airbender, respectively. If you get those, we like you. If you don't, well, we don't dislike you, but... You should broaden your horizons. We'll love you more then. So, they're standing in front of the old school building. Because their cat runs off. And the wind blows the doors open. And then there's a line of dialogue hey, from but, Kichiro. Wait, wait, wait a moment. It blows, the wind does blow the doors open, mm-hmm. but there is a chain and a sign on those doors. Yeah, so. And it blows them open. Yep. And then there's a line of dialogue from Kichiro that, re, re, regardless of how many times we rewound and rewatched. I think, we, I, I think I can recreate it fairly accurately. We can, neither of us could decipher the line. <laughs> so, I can't make any promises right now because we're recording. We're not, I'm not in editing just yet. But I'm going to try to find a clip of this noise, because yeah. based on what I've seen from the show outside of these first two episodes, this just becomes Kichiro's gag. This is his only form of communication, and somehow they understand him. So, yeah, we get that. And that was actually a really good re- representation of what Kichiro does there. Yeah. So they're in there, and Kichiro does the weird blubbering scream thing when the doors burst open. So, after that noise, Sasuke drags... Kichiro into the school building and has this beautiful, beautiful line where she says, There's nothing to be afraid of, Kichiro. Monsters only get evil people, like Republicans, and we're not old enough to vote. Yeah. And I want to make it very clear here. I My political stance is completely aligned with Sasuke's here. I want to make sure you're, you, the listening audience, are aware. I'm not saying anything about whether I have Republican, Democratic leanings or whatnot what i'm saying is i 100 percent agree that monsters only get evil people and satsuki happens to believe evil people are republicans but that's not where i'm sitting monsters are real and they get evil people honestly i think we should just leave ghosts out of politics just i don't don't worry about that part i don't think so i think it's important that we push through more pro-ghost legislature because there's a distinct lack of it in congress and senate currently Honestly, I don't think ghosts need more representation. They're already so difficult to manage. We There are so many out there. They're dangerous. They're unknown quantities they can, and qualities. They can cause so much problems, and they're not well-kept track of or handled. We need to be tighter on how we handle ghosts. Look, I honestly think we need to enforce more busters. Look, that's part of pro-ghost legislation, though. You can't make legislature benefiting ghosts until people recognize that ghost exists. I'm saying we don't need anything benefiting them. If anything, we need to keep a better handle of the situation and keep them under control. Ghosts as a 
thing of existence, if not this spiritual plane, are not entitled to the same rights as you and I. I think it's very important that ghosts get free health care. Just like everybody else, ghosts deserve free health care. I'm fine with them having free health care. They have no health to care for. I mean, that's your opinion. But ghosts need free health care. You wonder what? We're done here. We're not going to have this debate like everyone else all the time. Listeners, just are you anti-ghost or are you pro-ghost in your politics? That's all we need to know. Trust me. Pro-ghost is the right choice. Anyways, back to the show. So... They freak out when they're scared by Hajime, who comes in, and his new, well, probably not his new friend, but the new character who is his friend, Leo. And Leo is just the glasses character, who if you don't remember what that is, refer back to episode one, where I kind of explain it. It's just an anime trope. It's, you'll understand it if you go back and listen to that episode. Keikaku. Don't, don't push your glasses up at me. Anyways, Leo claims to be the school's psychical expert. Psychical researcher, man. Mm, There's a difference. What do you think psychical is? Clearly, it's the study of how psychic things affect the physical world. Duh. Psychic, cool. I was trying to lead a joke there, but... You don't get jokes. You're bad at them. That just made so much sense, though. Yeah, I know. I'm a genius. So... At this point, Kichiro and Satsuki fell down. Hajime gets to make another joke about Satsuki's panties. And then the four of them are talking about how Satsuki and Kichiro's cat, Kaya, the is ghost mi- assassin, is missing. You mean the dead waterbender? Well, water tribe member? Does Kaya die? She- That's Katara's mom, man. I thought Kaya was Katara's daughter. It's both. Oh. So she is both simultaneously dead and alive? Schrodinger's Kaya. Schrodinger. Which is just circular, because Kai is also a cat. Beautiful. I'm going to slow clap you right now. I appreciate it. So, they're discussing how they're looking for their cat. And that Hajime and Leo should help them. And Hajime and Leo are definitely not on board with helping them. And it's at this point where we see a girl in the background, which freaks all four of them out. Particularly Hajime and Leo, because she is right behind them, so they don't see her approach. Whereas Satsuki and uh, Keiichiro get kind of nervous looking and do the whole classic like... So after this girl realizes she scared them, she starts apologizing profusely. And Leo recognizes her as an upperclassman. And Hajime has one simple reply to the fact that she's an upperclassman girl. Giggity, giggity. There you go. The Family Guy reference. The reference to Quagmire. I feel gross having said that. I don't know if you've seen the pristine American anime that is Family Guy. No, I'm much more a, a Cory in the House anime fan. I, I am It's a, opening is great, and it's the most well-laid thing ever. I'm an American dad guy. Whoever did the storyboards for that, mm, Oh, that, that... Gold. Oh, and all the in-betweens. Yeah. And, and the keyframes, they're wonderful. Yep. Anyways, that's us pretending that American things are anime because Avatar The Last Airbender and Ruby are anime. Let's start a fight in those comments, guys. Um, <clears throat> Please do. Your anger fuels me. So the girl introduces herself. Her name is Momoko, and it turns out her hat got blown into the school. So as strong, kind, young men, Leo and Hajime, definitely on board to help her. The same, Even though they did have to point out that this place is haunted. The same strong, kind men that refused to help Satsuki find their cat. Yeah, but Satsuki's not an upperclassman. I do have to realize that Satsuki's given Hajime way more action than Momoko has at this point. 
Yeah, he likes the chase, though. He's not, he's not in it for the tease. He's in it for the chase. Hajime's so, a player. So, at this point, Satsuki gets upset, and she's like, you'll help find a hat, but not a cat. And Hajime gets to shut her down with the perfect little line. Shut up, penny girl. Yeah. So, while they're all talking like that, we cut to the outside of the school, yep. where we see the lock, the padlock, and the no trespassing sign that were on the doors of the school that, by the way, magically just broke open when they snuck in, fly back up and repair themselves, locking them inside the school. Yep. To punctuate the shut up panty girl line, the chains relatch themselves. So now the five students are walking through the old school, bu- school building, Hajime and Leo trying to impress Momoko. They're going on about how she's safe. She'll be, they'll be there to protect her. And Momoko's talking about how ever since she's converted to Christianity, she's been able to see ghosts. Well, not well, see ghosts, since ghosts. Since things. But that's actually after a great line mm. from her when she responds to Hajime and Leo talking about how they protect her. Oh, yeah. The line where she goes, have you accepted Jesus as your personal savior? Yes. Well, no. But that is the line she says. Which, if you didn't catch, was, have you accepted Jesus as your personal savior? And Leo, it's the amazing reply. No, I'm Jewish. Yep. So that's when Momoko just says that, well, she just wants to make sure that they're saved, because ever since she was, she's had the gifts and can sense that this place is haunted. Yep. And at that point, they turn a corner, and they find a Momoko's hat. On a statue. A statue that was outside. Yeah. Now the statue's moving. Mind you, I have to say, if we were doing, like, one of those trashy magazines, who wore it better, I gotta give it to the statue. Um... You know what? Yeah. The hat did not go with Momoko's school uniform. Or her hair. Her hair was like this nice lavender. And the hat's just like a straw hat with like... Yep, the statue got some it. Some white ribbon, I think, on it. Yep, so... Yeah. The statue wins. Now the statue's moving, and now the, now the kids are screaming, and now the kids are running down the stairs. Yeah, they're, they're all just generally screaming, and Keitrio's doing his whining in the background. Can you please do it again? I love it. <laughs> I'm going to try to find a clip of that, guys. I promise. <clears throat> yeah. So they get back downstairs. To the doors, and they're trying to get out, but... They're trying to get out because they found the hat. Hajime, yeah. Leo, and Momoko have no reason to be here anymore. Yeah. And so they're trying to get out, and Keiichiro mentions that they don't have Kaya back. We can't leave Kaya! Hajime responds, I don't care about your cat. He's probably dead. And Satsuki interrupts, shut up. Kaya's a very special cat. Kaya just showed up on the day of our mother's funeral. Our dead mother, you feel bad now? To which Momoko has the great, just Momoko reply of, I can only hope she knew about Jesus. And Leo has a line that doesn't really fit because it, it kind of gets cut off, but it's, but what if you Jew? Yeah. But what if you Jew? Um, so then they hear the cat and they go to find it and they find the cat and a dog is growling at it. So they try to scare the dog off. They're yelling at it to get away. And the and, dog... Uh, so I didn't note down what they were yelling at the dog, but I remember it was just stupid stuff. Yeah. Like, but they're yelling at the dog. They call it a dog, and the dog's face changes into humans. Well, and, the dog turns around. Yeah, yeah. And it has, a, it has the face of a middle-aged human. Human man, if mm-hmm. we're going to be specific here. And it just goes, Who you calling a dog? And then it vanishes, and the cat runs off. Yep. So, they decide that, hey, you know what has ghosts? Bathrooms. 
Oh, they're, they're, they actually follow Kaya to the girls' bathroom. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, because Kaya runs off, but they kind of chase after yeah. So Momoko intends her, to... him? I don't know. Yeah. So Momoko intends to exercise the bathroom, because she's totally capable of that. Yep. But the boys insist that, well, we can't go in the bathroom. It's, a, it's the girls' bathroom. Mind you, it's clear that they're just obviously scared out of their minds and will not go into a possibly haunted bathroom. Yep. So Momoko heads into exercise what she's assuming is Hanako the bathroom ghost which Hanako is just a very general ghost story told in a lot of Japanese ghost tales about just a girl haunting a bathroom it's such a like well-known story that it's even crossed over into western culture vis-a-vis Harry Potter and Moaning Myrtle so yeah so while the boys stay outside Momoko's just chanting and trying to exercise Hanako. And the girls don't see Hanako, but we do see her on the ceiling. Yep. And she just kind of walks out of the room. But then we see the boys outside, and we see... A... Well, we hear first the revving of a a motorcycle. motorcycle. And then Selty from Dorara drives by. That's an anime reference. Yeah. In this review about an anime. But it's not a reference to this anime. (laughs) I said from Dorara, what yeah. more do you want? So um, they see this headler bike, this headless biker fly through, and he's got like a gang jacket on. And, and then he just drives through a wall. A wall that all, wasn't there yeah. previously. It's all very T-Birds from Greece. Yeah, Leo actually gets a beautiful line well, here. Greece too. Where he's like, he needs some head. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of enjoyable. So the girls wander out of the bathroom thinking that it's, it's fine, they don't have the cat, but... Moko definitely exercised the bathroom. She definitely did. We, that won't be relevant in the next yeah. episode at and all. And then we see these scissors come flying at the group. Yep. Just floating at like head level, doing scissory things. A ghost with scissors starts chasing the group. Um, it's not a ghost with scissors. It is a pair of ghost, ghost scissors. scissors. Yeah, okay. So similar to scissor lizard. Yeah. Um, and then they uh, trip over a bucket and... No, no, they all trip over the Yeah, they the all trip bucket. over the same bucket and fall on the... Apparently, ghost scissors cannot change altitude. Just flies over them and disappears. Honestly, this entire, like, 30 to 45 seconds of scene is very Scooby-Doo. Very, very Mm Scooby-Doo. So, they then try to get get into a room, realize the door is locked, and we get more unintelligible sounds from Kichiro, and Momoko has a gold, a piece of gold line where Kichiro is making this noise, where she's like, Is that you, Lord? Because she hears some laughter. And then they see a little ugly ghost. Yeah, it looks more like a demon, but the show will continuously yeah, call them It's ghosts. like a weird imp goblin thing. Mm-hmm. So, maybe, maybe a red cap. Yeah. So it's trying to get Satsuki to become its friend because, well, as it says, it's better to be its friend than its enemy. To which she replies, not even an orphan is that lonely. Yeah. Implying that nobody would be that, that creature's friend. So it fades away, but it, it keeps trying to talk to them, and it'll occasionally reappear. And when it does, it's always slightly larger as they get slightly more scared, it seems. And every time they say no, it does something. Like, the yeah. first time, it tries to drop a chandelier on them. And then lockers start flying everywhere, glass shatters, just ghost doing ghosty things. And then it tries to this impel Sotsky with an... This is regulate them. Then it tries to impel Sotsky vis-a-vis... Um, the anime Another with an umbrella? Yeah, which if you don't know that, just type in anime Another umbrella scene. It's fantastic. You'll thank me. 
honestly, the Umbrella scene was the majority of the payoff for that anime. It really was. So anyways, it's at this point we find out that this ghost, demon, imp thing gets bigger the more they're afraid. So the more it attempts to hurt them, the more afraid they get, the bigger the ghost gets. My assumptions about it at that point were proven correct. I, I didn't feel rewarded, though. It's basically a poltergeist. Yeah. So they end up running into the principal's office, where they find their cat. And now I think we're actually just going to read this interaction. So I think I'm going to take Satsuki, and um, I'm going to take Hajime. You can have Hajime because it's in between two Satsuki lines. So I'm just going to take Satsuki. You can have everybody else. How does okay. that? Okay. That works for me. I'll take Kichiro as well. So Satsuki. Kaya, she picks up the cat and, reg- and, and, fi- and looks at, finds a photo. The photo is of the principal of the school, and she says, principals always look like lesbians. And then she recognizes who the, who the picture, who's in the picture. Mom? No, it can't be. So then it flashes back to when their dad was trying in the schoolhouse. And it's just like, and this is actually the place where your mother and I first met. So the flashback in, Satsuki picks up the picture, and she's like, I heard they looked alike. But I didn't think they looked this much alike because it's her grandmother, not her mother. Yeah. So then all the others join her, and Hajime's the first, and she's like, what is that? Well, then Momoko, she looks like... Careful. No, that picture. When I volunteered at the wonderful Exodus Homosexual Conversion Camp, I met this woman who was there who looked a lot like that lesbian, I mean woman. By any chance, you don't remember what her name was. Kayako? That's our mother! What? I'm so sorry. I mean, praise God. And then Kichiro, what's a lesbian? Yeah. That entire scene is just... Hold on. And in scene. Yeah. This scene was brought to you by Co-Pilots Review Podcast. Don't. Don't look proud about that. (laughs) So, then... I laughed, and Justice laughed. And then the demon laughed. And the kids proceeded to scream. Yes. Um, so the, de- the demon chases the, kid out of, the kids out of the principal's office. Through a hole in the wall, and they end up in a science prep room. Yep. Which, it's just a science lab. They're just, like, called prep rooms for some reason. And then a notebook falls out of the photo frame. A that, notebook that, that is that, just as thick as the photo frame. Yep, it falls out of the photo frame that had a picture of their lesbian. I mean, mother. Their mother. Actually, their grandmother. I don't know. I had just assumed that the line where she said, I knew they looked alike, but I didn't think they looked that much alike, was referring to her father and her mother because they're making a butch lesbian joke. Oh, that's fair, but I assume she would know what her mom looks like. Her mom just died. That might be right. I don't know. I assume it's her grandmother that was the principal of the school. My assumption was they were diving heavier and heavier into their oh, the, the, really the, um, not appropriate jokes. Yeah, the, the joke was actually that her mother was the principal and was sexually abusing her father and groomed him to be her husband. Which is why she died before him, because she was older. I get the joke now. You went to a dark place with that. This is a kid's show. <laughs> I well, didn't, the dub's not, but... I didn't go to the dark place. The anime went to the dark place. <laughs> So, I, I just inferred what it gave me. The demon finds them, and hey. they manage to escape a bit, finally. And when they do, they find the moments dressed in, like, a classroom. Yep. And they open the book, and hey. in it, we see a picture of a demon. M- which Momoko immediately and appropriately identifies as Satan. To which, you know, Hajime has to just reply, 
shut up. It says Amano Jaku. Legitimately in text below, it says Amano Jaku. And at this point, Amano Jaku reminds us that he exists because he says through the wall, aren't we friends? And Leo, bless, bless his heart, gets, gets to reply with, the, with a piece of gold. And he stutters it out. And it reminds me so much of Shaggy from, from Scooby-Doo because it's, no, we're goners. Pure gold. Yeah, all you need to complete that as Shaggy Norville is just to say, Scoob. No, we're goner, Scoob! Also a better voice for it, but yeah. Yeah. So, the drawing in the notebook has notes on how to seal Mono Jaku away. Yeah. And, and it kind of notes why he's there. Yep. Apparently, Sasuke's mother sealed Mono Jaku away into a giant campfire tree on the mountain. But that's being cut down by some land development. That will never come into play again, I promise. So, they figure out how to steal it away. They have to draw a magic circle, and then they need to do a ritual yep. to seal it. And this ritual involves chanting, Jaku, Jaku, go to sleep. Jaku, Jaku, go to sleep. Just Jaku, Jaku, just, go just to sleep. So, when they go to do that, Jaku, Momoko Jaku, go to sleep. begs God for, her, for his forgiveness for the demonic ritual she's about to do. Lord, forgive me for this satanic ritual! Yeah. Then... They seal Mono Jaku away, and she gets the, the brilliant line, all thanks to that satanic book. Yep. So they get back outside, and they see that, oh, the entire day's gone by. They thought it was only going to be like 20 minutes. It's been the entire day. It's also at this point that we realize that since the old camp for tree doesn't exist anymore, Mono Jaku had to go somewhere. And, and that's that somewhere... somewhere was Kaya, the so, cat. So Kaya, the cat, is now a Manu Jaku. And it vows revenge. He definitely vows revenge. And the final, the final bit of this episode gives us the next American animation oh. reference. Mind you, there actually is a, a, a great line oh, where, they, where, they're find, where they're talking to Manu Jaku. They're, he's arguing and he's telling them that he's going to beat them. They, there's no way five prepubescent brats get rid of them. But his ending line for all that is why don't you just kill the cat and then we'll release my spirit and I can go back to hunting that school to which Sasuke replies not an option but neutering is and then we, we actually get the last line of the episode because all the kids are milling about in front of the school and a teacher with a very effeminate style comes out and says in his very effeminate voice what are you doing here school's over go home sillies um, and I can't do the voice, and I don't think Justice can either. Definitely not. I'm not a man of voices. But the voice is, uh, the voice is obviously meant to be Mr. slash Mrs. Garrison from South Park. So, that's the end of the episode. Go home, you sillies. Not the end of our episode, mind you. The end of the we first still, episode. We of still this. have the second episode of this show to review. Now, I know we're about to do our impressions, but I do want to say, if this first episode's review made you want to watch the show, you should stop now. Because we are going to continue to ruin hilarious bits from the second episode. Because this show is nothing but jokes. It is bit after bit. And if us reviewing that first episode made you interested, please go watch it. It's I, worth it. I feel it's kind of like if you took a group of improvers and told them that they have to start here, start at point A and end at point B and maybe hit a few little stops along the way. But other than that, do whatever you want. So really start at point A, get to po- end at point E, but you have to hit point B, C, D, 
but everything else is in the air. Oh, yeah. And yeah. really, if you hit the letters in order, that's fine, but, you know, the alphabet only has an order because we just gave it to it. So as long as all the letters are there, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so, now our impressions. Just as what you got. What do you think of this show? So, after episode one. Ep- definitely, it is stupid. It is ridiculously stupid. Yeah, 100%. But, despite that, in fact, because of that, it is just ridiculously funny. It's definitely not something I would normally watch, except for I'd heard so much about it. And even though I did like it, and I, at this point, I definitely want to watch the second episode. It's not something I would watch in long sittings, or probably really watch even more than one episode at a time, but to do this thing, I had to do two at least. Yeah, no, um, just going off that, I honestly think the best way to watch this show is with alcohol and friends. Not the TV show, but and, actual friends, yeah. those things I don't have. And if you don't have those, you make up for it with more alcohol. And if you if you don't have more alcohol, you make up with stronger proof alcohol. And if you don't have that, I'm sorry. Well, then I'm assuming you're not 21, because at that by that point in life, you have less friends and more alcohol. Yeah. Or is that just me? No, that sounds par for the course. So okay, what were your thoughts on this episode? Well, first I gotta clear some air. It took us almost an hour to get through this one episode. And this is just a general anime. 22 minutes. Um, the opening and closing, nothing special, but it took us about an hour to get through here. Now part of that was because Comcast Internet is, at its best, not good. And part of that's because the show's just too funny and our laughter prevented us from taking notes and we had to rewind quite a bit. Now, personally, this show isn't up my alley, right? Like, I'm not a comedy guy, but the show is just nothing but gags, nonstop. But despite the stupid humor, the show is genuinely funny. And it's very clear through the references to Family Guy and South Park, and maybe even Scooby-Doo, that the, the English cast and English writer, they had no intent on taking this show seriously. And while there is the rumor that, that circulates about the show that it was all pretty much ad-libbed by the cast, the writer has come through and said, no, that's not true. I did a lot of writing, but it was a lot of freeform writing and a lot of... I thought this was funny, so I put it down, had some people say it. But it's definitely worth its status as a meme within the anime community. And honestly... It should be. It's This show, even after one episode, I can see where the legacy of it comes from. And, yeah, I'll watch episode two. In fact, spoiler, but after episode two, I plan on watching the next 18 at some point. Yeah, most definitely. So, that, that's episode one. Again, we should have given you the spoiler warning beforehand because we ruined all the jokes, but honestly... Hey, we can always just go back and add it in. That's what editing is. But honestly, this sh- our entire show's concept is spoilers yeah we we spoil the first two episodes for you so if you clicked on the show and expected anything less than spoilers i'm gonna blame you yeah anyways episode two the hand that came out of the toilet red paper blue paper so that's a fun name Mm -hmm. so we open up on a mountainside development maybe that same mountainside development that was referenced last episode does this show have a through line? 
apparently. And we see a just normal worker complaining about how they're destroying all this stuff and, you know, general, I don't know, we're destroying forests or strip malls, which actually, you know, probably is a bad thing, but they're, they're playing it up in the show. And then he turns to his boss and wants to know what he should do about the well. He's already asked him about it at least once based on the way he's talking. And the, head, the foreman goes, fill the hole, hole filler. So the worker turns around and goes to fill the hole. And well, the foreman kind of... Well, while muttering what we all want to say to our bosses on every day. Sure. Jackass. Exactly. So then we see the foreman kind of squirming around, and then he says something about how he shouldn't have eaten so much Mexican for lunch, dinner, lunch, whatever yep. it was. And he runs off to a porter john. And while attempting to use the porter john, a demon hand reaches up out of the toilet. A red demon hand. Grabs his face, and he's gone. And then we have the opening, the rather unremarkable, unrememberable opening. I, I think I figured out why the opening's so un- unremarkable and unrememberable. You want to hear my theory? Go right ahead. Okay, so the only re- like if you're not aware, the original. I mean, you're aware, but the audience, if you're not aware, the original Ghost Stories anime in Japanese bombed. It bombed hard. And the opening is the same as the Japanese opening. That is true. The rest of the show has been pizzazzed up by English writing and English voice actors and actresses. Not saying that Japanese writers and voice actors and actresses can't make a good show. They just didn't make this one a good show. In this case, the English cast pizzazzed it up like crazy. But nobody from the English development cast writers had anything to do with that opening. And so it's boring, like the Japanese version of the show. Yep. That's my theory. So after the opening, we are back at the Mashida house. Oh, shit. You remember their names. I, I did not. I'm not even sure if that was correct, but I oh, think so. It was. Oh, hell yeah. So we see Satsuki and Kaya arguing over the food that Kaya is allowed to eat because... He just tried to steal some of the fish she cooked for breakfast. You're calling the cat Kaya, but I think it's more appropriate to call it a mono Jaku now. Kaya's trapped somewhere inside. A mono Kaya cat? Kind of like Professor Quirrell when, when Voldemort possesses him. That's it, That's it, guys. This is not a Harry Potter podcast. Buckle in. So Can I be Hufflepuff? So if you had to choose one of the three Deathly Hallows to be your own personal item, which one would you choose? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would choose the one up where Satsuki and Amano Jaku are still arguing about the, about the fish, and Satsuki's dad walks in. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Nobody cares about Harry Potter. <laughs> they, they don't. Not after everything Rowling's done with it on Twitter and stuff. Oh, God. So, they're just arguing, and Amano Jaku's just upset because... Dumbledore's gay! is just upset because he didn't get the fish. So, he rambles about how, even in this form, he won't be doing normal cat things, and she doesn't have the ability to stop him because he's still Lord Amanojaku and still has more than a spiritual power to kill her. Yep. And he, basically, it's all this prelude, and then he hisses at her, she screams and drops the fish. Just as her dad walks yeah. in. Satsuki 0, Amanojaku 1. Yep. Just for this episode. I think overall, it's probably like, Satsuki and friends, like, I'm going to go ahead and award them 500 points. 
500 points for Gryffindor for breaking the rules. No, no. 500 points for House Mashida for breaking the rules. They did trespass. <laughs> it's like the Forbidden Forest. And one point for Manojaku for getting fish. And so she's like, I can fix you another one, Dad. We can just throw this away because she does not want to give the fish to Amano. And her dad's like, no, nah, it's okay. Kaya the cat can have it. Yep. And today, on this day of school, your dad does not drive them to school. Instead, they walk. Instead, they walk. So, as they're walking, they see that Amanajaku is following them. And they call him out on and he's just complaining about how there's nothing else for, do, for him to do. So he might as well just go to school with them. After all, he's been haunting this town since forever. So, it's not like there's anything here he doesn't know. So... When they're talking, and he mentions that he's just been haunting everything, Keichiro kind of sides with him. He's like, I think he's got a point. Satsuki's just like, don't take his side if you know what's good for you. I can't believe our sweet, precious cat is now possessed by a Keebler elf reject. With bad gas. I just love the fact that she called him a Keebler elf reject. Like, when I was describing him in his weird red impish goblin form... I, that didn't click in my head as, like, an apt description, but the moment she said it, I'm just like, yeah, no, that is definitely what he was. Yep, and so this insult angers the great lord of Monojaku, and he uses his psychic ghost demon powers, whatever you want to, to call To do the unthinkable. He sends a can into, Satsu, into Satsuki's path. And she trips. And falls. And then Hajime and Leo show up, and Hajime gets to look at her panties again, because that's, a, that's the gag of the show. Yep. And Leo gets to nerd out here. He He's like, this, this is, is fascinating. fascinating. Even though he's trapped in a cat's body, he still possesses ghostly powers. Kind of like, like David Blaine. Blaine. So Sasuke's just going on, save her for the science fair. You're just jealous of my psychical research, huh? You know what Harvard's president said about girls in science? And then Hajime interrupts, interrupts him. You may know about science, but you don't know diddly about girls. I, I'm just waiting for a nice Jewish girl. Yeah. And so, they continue walking. Well, Satsuki breaks them up, and there's another kind of enjoyable line from Leo. So, Keichiro asks if they can get Kaya turned back to normal. And Leo's response to it is, since he's a psychical research and all, that is my area of expertise. But except for a few Peltrekis, this is the creepiest thing I've ever come in contact with. And then, they're walking, and Hajime's like, well... We have learned one thing today, guys. To which everybody's like, huh? What did we learn? What's that? And Hajime, talking to Satsuki, your light blue Hanes are total chode material. Yeah. And then we come to the sky. I really feel like Hajime's really going to be well adapted in the workforce when he grows up. (laughs) I do know way too many people who have gotten sexual harassment charges. They're all horrible people and definitely deserved it. So then the show cuts to the sky. We hear a loud smacking noise. And Amano Jaku laughs at them because he likes seeing them hurt each other. That he does. And then we cut into class where Satsuki is introducing herself. And we hear this nice large applause that sounds very tin canny. I love it. It just feels kind of forced in. And I don't know if that's an actual thing or if it's just kind of bad sound. Either way. I enjoy it there. And the teacher's like, yay, 
Thanks. A nice introduction for once. Satsuki, you can sit next to Hajime. And we cut to see Hajime, who has a nice black eye. And he claims he was beat up by an apparition of Gloria Steinan. Hold on. Wait. Who's Gloria Steinan? Let me... I'm gonna live Google this real fast. Um, do, 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 do you do. really not know who the feminist Gloria Steinan is? Um, I don't remember it off the top of my head. And I'm sure some of our audience don't either. So here we go. Gloria Marie Steinan. Um, she's 85 years old now. Yes. And she's an American feminist, journalist, and social political activist who became known for her work in the early 60s and 70s feminist movement. Yeah. She's a co-founder of Miss Magazine. That she is. Also, she's apparently an actor and actress. Who knew? Um, Several people, one of which was sitting across from you. One of, who, who didn't know was me. And I'm sure at least one person who listens to this, if one person does listen to this. You don't get to count yourself if you go back and listen to this. I do if I forgot who Gloria Steinan is between now and then. All right, whatever. So, there's nothing happens in class. We got to, well, in between classes. And it's just Momoko and Satsuki talking about the fact that Kaya is possessed by Amano Jaku. Well, and f- that first, Momoko's like, oh, you're in class with your neighbor. That must be nice. And Satsuki's like, nah, it's kind of like living next to Charlie Sheen. To which, I'd like to remind you all, the show came out in 2000. This is two thousand, oh. the year 2000, Charlie Sheen. I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah. I was thinking Charlie Sheen, like, Tiger's Blood and, like, cocaine overdoses and... Jesus. Two and a half men Charlie Sheen is what you were thinking. Yeah, I was thinking that era Charlie Sheen. Yeah, no, this is 2000 Charlie Sheen, but Charlie Sheen has been, always will be, Charlie Sheen. There, there's no avoiding it. No one wants him for a neighbor. So, after huh. that line, they're talking about how Amano Jaku is possessing Kaya... And then they get to talking about how all the ghosts are linked to trees on the mountain. And that, you know, if those trees get cut down, the ghosts will be set free. And that to return Amano Jaku, to get rid of Amano Jaku from Kaya, they have to deal with all of the ghosts first. Which, there you go. That's the whole premise of the show. Trees are being cut down, ghosts are being set free. Gotta steal the ghosts so we can get our cat back. Yeah. You know, I don't know if the show's trying to make a point about how, like, deforestation is bad. Or if they just needed something for the ghost to be in that could be destroyed really easily all at once. I think it's good subcontext. True. I'm sure sure the original show had a little bit of that. I I doubt the book did, because the books that this is based off of are more like the scary stories to tell in the dark that we're more familiar with in America. You know, short anthologies of ghost stories. Wait, wait, wait. Does that mean, like... Story scaries sell in the dark. The best ones aren't scary stories. Oh yeah, probably. I want to wipe your windows. The Viper is the best. Yeah. Um not a scary story, just racist. Yeah. So uh, maybe it's not racist. It could just be ableist. He might not be yeah, from another I country. Mean, he might just be he might just have a speech impediment. I know the pains of speech impediments. Anyways, it's definitely discriminatory and um not just, scary. Yeah, just wrong. Anyways. So after that, we see Hajime and Leo, and they're in the bathroom having some locker room talk, as our beautiful president would call it. Uh, our beautiful nacho cheese president. And Hajime is calling Satsuki a tease. He says she's undersexed. And Leo, who makes a lot of sense here, points out that, yeah, she is undersexed. She's, she's in an elementary four- school. Yeah, she's in elementary. To which Hajime replies, other girls at this school are getting plenty. 
And then he realizes he has to take a shit and runs into a stall. And then it explodes in a giant burst of water that puts the Bellagio to shame. And then water starts erupting from every possible outlet in the school. Legitimately, if if water can get out, it's getting out. Yep. And the school just straight up floods. I'm talking like a few feet of water in several areas. So then the bell rings a couple times and we cut back to our classroom and the water's all been cleaned up. Because this school has the best janitorial staff ever. Yeah, and then the teacher's like, okay, kids, I'm a little fuzzy on the details, but the school has plumbing problems. Yep. So he tells everyone, if you have to use the bathroom, you're going to have to use it in the old school. And kids think it's haunted, but don't even think about holding it in. Your butts will explode. Mm Mm-hmm. All your butts will explode. So then we see the teacher walking towards the old school, talking about how he really shouldn't have had all that coffee. And he's complaining on his way. He's just like, should have just pissed in the sink in the faculty room. Or in that teacher's thermos. Or in Miss Haversham's thermos. No one would have known. That's correct. So, he gets in the stall, and the demon spirit ghost presents the teacher with, with, with... With the most important question one can ever be asked. Red or blue? It's the, the qu- matrix question. The true life or death choices we are forced to make. Reality or the simulation? Do you want real toilet paper or fake toilet paper? Um, actually, I think it's just red toilet paper or blue toilet paper. I think they're both real. Am I reading too far into the color of the toilet paper? Because I want real toilet paper. I mean, I always want real toilet paper. Exactly. Honestly, it doesn't matter what you're... Wait, wait. So the demon just asking, like, three-ply or one-ply in that situation? Like, real toilet paper, this this doesn't actually exist. Real toilet paper, what schools and businesses buy because it's super cheap. But it doesn't matter what you say. The demon pulls you down into the toilet, and you're gone. Yep. Yep. So, cut back to the classroom, loud and rowdy without a teacher. And the principal comes in just really to complain about the fact that there's no teacher. Quiet down, I can hear you in the hallway. Wait, where's your teacher? Yeah. And once he finds out the teacher's missing, he gets to mug a little bit. Um, Namely, he gets a line about how he has to go check the girls' locker room for the teacher. Apparently, he's been found there before. Yeah. This teacher's a good guy. Indeed. Definitely. So, then we cut to later. And Amano, Jaku, and Satsuki are having a conversation. Where Amano, Jaku tells Satsuki that the teacher was gotten by the spirits. Gotten by the spirits. Because he disrespected them. Amano then, re- then, uh, then implies that she'll be next. At this point, though, Kichiro... <laughs> comes up to her and does his whining thing. Thank you, Justice. And it's it turns- the one thing I'm good at in life. Whining. <laughs> I mean, you're good at just making random sounds. We'll give you that. Turns out, Kichiro peed himself because ghosts. They be scary, yo. But on the upside, he has his gym clothes. So Sasuke makes him change into those. And then she decides to drag her six or seven-year-old brother with her as a meat shield to the old school to deal with some ghosts. I mean, I would have done the same thing. In fact, Sasuke's age difference with Kichiro is similar to my age difference with you. I mean, yeah. in all honesty, though, I mean, like, a six or seven year old is like the type of person who's going to think a marshmallow is the least dangerous thing possible. And then you're going to get a giant towering thing walking around crushing people. And then they're going to be burnt alive when the marshmallow superheats. I want you to know this is the second Ghostbusters reference you've made this episode. I haven't watched Ghostbusters in 20 years. I have no idea anything about those movies. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched them in like five. And I'm not a huge fan of them, but man, do I remember them. 
So I don't want to. Can someone take those memories away? <laughs> Please? You can hate me if you want. I'm fine. I just don't don't like it. Or on this Ghostbusters tangent, you know what I really need to do? I need to watch the new one. Yes. It has Chris Hemsworth being funny and attractive, which is generally what happens anyways. I mean... But he's funnier. It's ex- That's his existence? Damn right. Yeah. Um. So anyways, Satsuki decides to go to the old school house, you said. And then Hajime and Leo follow, but... Well, no. We don't see Leo yet. No. As she's getting ready to go, Hajime runs into her. And they start to talk. And they're having a very no, classic... No, no, so you're already in the schoolhouse. Hajime and Leo go to follow them into the schoolhouse, but Leo gets caught by the principal and has to go to detention. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's a plot point for a later episode. Probably. It is. I know from, like, still still images and GIFs I have. Okay. Um, not from any research. This show just has a bunch of really good still images and GIFs. Um, so Hajime follows Satsuki into the building... And they end up having a classic anime romance conversation where Hajime's going on about how he just can't hold this back anymore. It's it's so hard and he really needs to let her know. Like, this is something that it's too powerful. It's, it's something that's just going to burst out if he doesn't let it out now. This conversation's all set up like a confession. He's confessing how he feels to her. It's, but, how he, but how he feels is... You really have to use the bathroom. Yep. She storms off because she's angry, and she's all like, I don't, I don't even know why I'm angry. I didn't like him that much. <sighs> and Hajime runs after her because even though he has to poop, he doesn't want to be in a haunted schoolhouse by himself. Yeah. At this point, a biology mannequin chases them down a hall. I prefer the term anatomy dummy. I like biology mannequin because I can spell mannequin weird, and the computer still said it was right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever. Uh- <laughs> so they're being chased by this... Anatomy mannequin. Mm, yep, can take we'll, it. We'll, we'll put them together. Yep. And Hajime trips over a broom. And this, it makes no sense. He trips over the broom and it goes flying in the air. And Does it, a few flips. And then it just shatters the mannequin into a bazillion yeah, pieces. All of the components that those things normally break down into. So. And then they arrive at the bathroom where Satsuki plans to deal with Hanako because apparently they didn't get rid of her yesterday when they exercised her. When Momo exercised her. Yeah. And when they when they enter the bathroom, Satsuki finds Momoko's there. Speaking of, yep, there she is. Because she realized some of the students were missing, and that must be why she felt like she needed to go to the bathroom, because she was being guided by the Holy Spirit. Yep. The Holy Spirit con- controls Momoko's bladder. I mean, according to Momoko, the Holy Spirit created the internet, so... Yeah, I, I, I wasn't being facetious. The Holy Spirit controls her bladder. That's not in these episodes. That's just one of those images I have. Yeah. Because it's perfect. Because it says, the internet was created by our dear Lord Jesus. So at first, Momoko's fairly certain it can't be Hanako because she got rid of Hanako. There's no way she messed that up. And then Hanako appears. Yep. And she gives the vaguest of warnings with very little words to that they should stay away from the red paper, blue paper demon. And that they should stay away from that stall and points to this one open stall when there's like five stalls and you know apparently all bathrooms in this area get triggered by the demons so I don't know why why that particular one but okay it's also at this point that we get the new ghost's name it's Akigami Agami which I literally think means red hand blue hand sure not that it matters I don't speak Japanese um and 
So Hajime just pushes his way past Momoko and Satsuki, going towards the open stall, the one that Hanako just pointed at. Because he cannot hold it anymore. And as he gets in the stall, before he even pulls his pants down... The demon presents him with his options, red or blue. But Hajime, being the beautiful, wonderful brainchild that he is, he outsmarts the ghost. And the answer is yellow. Yellow Charmin. And... A miraculous thing... Wait, sorry, not a miraculous... A terrifying thing happens. The floor caves away and crumbles, and we hit this giant, spinning, purplish-pink portal to the spirit world. Yep, and Hajime is left holding on by a pipe so he doesn't fall in. Mind you, I do have to applaud Hajime on one thing. If it was me, and I already had to use the bathroom, I would have shit myself already. <laughs> Kids got, got good body control. Yeah, I think if I had to use the bathroom that badly... And the floor just fell away. There goes all my yeah, poop. everything is falling away. Yep. And it's at this point that Amano Jaku makes himself known again. And he's like, huh, silly boy. You thought you could outsmart the demon? Saying anything but red or blue just makes things worse. He opens this portal to the spirit world and will drag you in. And you'll never return. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah. So, Sasuke uses her new MacGuffin. And well, looks at her mother's book. Well, Momoko's like, you know, you could use the book, right? Yeah. You, the, the journal your lesbian left you? I mean, mother? Yeah. So um, they use the book. And they figure out how to still with Akame Agami. The book says, you need to draw a shrine symbol on a jar, fill the jar with water, and then politely inform Agami that you'll be borrowing his restroom. I'll be borrowing your restroom. Yep. Um, at this point, Hajima is still hanging from a pipe. He gets some beautiful dialogue here. Do you want to take this one? Nah, you can have it. I trust you. I'm too young to die. The only person I've had sex with is my babysitter. Like I said, Hajime's a play. So. Play's got to play. They start the ritual, um, but it turns out they forgot to put water in the jar. Yep. So Hajime, mm. my boy. Amano Jaku, though, then gets this line where he, he looks at them and he's like, you're killing me. Yeah. And Satsuki. Gets a piece of golden response, this nice little witticism. I wish. Yeah. And then they ask for a hand. Hajime. Hajime asks. Uh, yeah, Hajime, Hajime asks for a hand. To which the Agami Agami politely, With the perfect comedic timing. Politely inclines. Him. Helps. Yep. And a hand shoots out of the portal to the spirit world and grabs Hajime. And there goes our boy. Momoko, that prompts Momoko to yell at the hand. Satan, you bastard! And then Hajime to reply, When I said give me a hand, this isn't what I meant. The portal closes. Hajime disappears. And Satsuki cries. Notably, she cries right into the jar, which is actually a milk bottle, but... I know I always close aim for the nearest container when I'm crying. Yeah. I got, you gotta trap those tears somehow. Yeah. So, Satsuki restarts the chant. I'll be borrowing your restroom. 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 And the, st the stall and the toilet reform. The hand shoots back out of the toilet and gets sucked right into the milk bottle. And, and Hajime and the back. teacher return. The teacher crawling out of the toilet. Yeah. Hajime not, isn't though. He just appears. And to which I have a question about the foreman though. If they're done with their site or they've moved where they're at in their development... Is he just trying to claw his way back up through the ground? Nope, he magically appears coming out of that porta potty. Or does he come out of the porta potty, 
Or is he stuck in the weird blue cleaning chemical on the bottom of it? Nope, he's trying to crawl out of a porta potty. A porta potty that's hopefully on a truck that's just being carted off somewhere. Yeah, and it's like shut by those straps that they put on them. <laughs> so that'd be great. Yeah. That that would be the best. Sadly we we never get to see what happens with him. This is a good conjecture though. Anyways, the gang at this point all meet up outside. And they realize that Hanako, the bathroom ghost, didn't attack anyone. This wasn't Hanako. She didn't do it. Hanako's pretty chill. Yep. And so outside, once again, they confront Amano Jaku, the cat who is also known as Kaya. Yeah. So they're just going on and on about how he could have helped and he should help. And he's just like, dream on, princess. I'd rather cut off my left hand or paw or die than lend a hand to your brats. To which Keitaro, who is always the most insightful of insights, but you're already dead, aren't you? That's not the point. Listen to me. I've got nine lives now, and I'm going to use them all up dying to make you kids pay for what you've done to me. All I get from this is that Amano Jaku is a spiteful bitch because him he and He's not. He is a cat. Him and the cat, him and the children want the exact same thing. They really do. They want him out of the cat. And mind he wants you, out of the cat. Mind you, he wants out of the cat and free, and they want him out of the cat and sealed away. I like to think this is a poignant piece of uh, anti-ghost and pro-ghost. An anti-ghost would want the ghost out of the cat and then imprison something else. Whereas pro-ghost wants the wants the spirit out of the cat and to live its best life with free health care. That is true. So, it's at this very end, Satsuki gets a nice little stinger where after Amano Jaku gets to be a spiteful bitch, she replies to the group, it's time like it's times like these, I wish we had a Drupal. Cue laugh track, except there's no laugh track. There should be a laugh track. This anime needs a laugh track. I've never said that sentence in my life, and I'll probably <laughs> never say it again, but this anime needs a laugh track. Anyways, that's the end of episode two, and that's the end of what we review. But Justice, what's your opinions on this show? It is definitely, definitely stupid. And it is definitely ridiculous and over the top with some of its comedy. You already said these after the first episode. I know. Are you saying your opinion didn't change? I, not really. I definitely, it's definitely, definitely those things. It's also pretty crass. I'm going to give it that in its humor. If you're okay with that, though, and you're okay with ridiculousness and stupid, as long as it's funny, you'll enjoy this. I enjoyed it. And while it's definitely not a show I can binge watch, or even watch probably more than one episode of at a time, it's definitely something I want to watch more of, and I think it would work great just as something even on the background, because just catching one of these lines out of the corner of your eye or just barely within your listening is great. So yeah, I would definitely watch more of this show. You? Why do you want to live in your dead wife's old house? It's beyond me. It's, it's sick. sick. You're sick. sick. Yeah, this show, every line is fucking gold. I will finish this show at some point. Like, I haven't yet, but it's only 20 episodes, so I don't know. Like, what is that? Eight hours total of my life, maybe? Less than that. Like, seven hours. But um, I've already watched two episodes, so like six. Um, yeah, always six hours of my life watching this show at some point. Not all at once, but it's it's beautiful. Yes. Um, we did watch part of the first episode um, with Japanese subtitles rather than... Just out of curiosity. English, rather than the English dub. And I have to say, the, the Japanese version... Which attempts the, to have a story and such. The Japanese version is just very boring. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, like, 
go chasing after that. But if you're going to watch the show, you want to find Ghost Stories in its original English dub. Because yeah, there is an English dub that follows more to the Japanese subtitles. Yeah, Anaplex did another dub in like 2006 or 2007. But the dub you want is Studio Piero. Piero, yes, you're right. Yep, Studio Piero's dub. Um, because they were just given license to run wild, and they took that license and just... Did great things with did, it. Did, did great things. In fact, I now have a folder on my phone that is just pictures from this anime because they're beautiful to just send to people. One of them is a line from one of these two episodes that we forgot about. It's just Leo, and... It's fantastic. It, so when, when you dub a show, you're supposed to make the words you're saying match with the lip motions of the character. Or at it, least in anime, that's what you want to do. Yeah. You really want to try to get it to fit. In this case, the voice actor for Leo couldn't. So his, his the line he probably ad-libbed here was, Oh my god, what the hell is happening here? These are the fastest lip syncs I've ever, I've ever had to sync. And that's amazing. It is just wonderful. And it's all done as one word. And like another thing we didn't mention is that the background characters, like characters like the, the teacher at the end of episode one, um, or the principal, they all just get like... They all just get this opportunity to just say stuff. And like in this ep- in the first episode, we see two boys running off. No, it has to be in the second episode. Yeah, the second episode. We see two boys running off to lunch, and one goes looks at the other and goes, "Hey, lunch break, BJ." And the other kid's like, "Yeah, sounds good." Yeah. And then like in a later episode, I have a picture here where these two kids are talking while they walk past Sasuke, and the kid's like, "Dad calls her a whore, but I like to call her mom." Yeah. Like. Everybody like, in this show just gets to mug, and it's it's mugging everywhere. And you would think it's horrible, but it's just it's great. Or like this one I referenced earlier. It's Momoko talking to Kichiro, and it's the internet was a blessing from the Lord Jesus. Like yeah, this show is amazing. Or there's a this is amazing one. I don't know what episode it's from, but it's Hajime laying in his bed, and he's on his phone. He's on a cell phone with somebody. And let me see it. Here it is. He's on a cell phone with somebody, and he's like. So I'm knowing this midget when my mom walks in. Just no context. It's amazing. Yeah. So I think overall we both say watch ghost stories. Um, yeah. If you can find the original English dub by Studio Piero, which is on Verve. If not, if not, it's on Crunchyroll, but Verve has Crunchyroll. Yeah. Anyways, again, we're not sponsored by any of these streaming sites, but it is on Verve or Crunchyroll. And also... If you're really into anime, we all know exactly what side I'm thinking of that has everything you can think of. I'm getting weird looks from Josh. It's because he doesn't ever illegally sh- stream anime. I mean, I wouldn't do that either. I mean, I don't anymore. Yeah, like, I don't now that I have money. I, I pay for things. But if you don't have the money, I understand. Oh, you mean watch anime. Oh, I don't. Kiss anime. That's what it is. I was avoiding saying things. It's okay. We can't get in trouble for mentioning the website. True, true. We're not endorsing it. It's just... It's, it's probably, a thing that exists. It's probably on there if you want to do illegal stuff. Yeah. But if you don't want to do illegal stuff, you could get Verve. And I'm going to show for Verve for a second. Verve is not a great cost. I think it's like 10 bucks a month. And it has Crunchyroll. It has High Dive, which is another anime streaming service. It has Rooster Teeth. Which isn't just animation. It has Rooster Teeth's live-action shows like Day 5, which is no longer on there currently. Or 12 Little Roosters, right? 11 Little Roosters. 11 10 little, little Roosters, 11 Little Roosters. Yeah. So, and it has like... All the Achievement Hunter stuff. It has Boomerang, House, Death Battle. like Nicktoon Splat. Yeah. Verve is a great value. I uh, A horror channel that I never watch. 
Yeah, but I'm, it has some decent stuff. I'm super glad that we have it now and like that we subscribe because Verve is good. Watch yep. it. Use it to watch this anime. Go get your free month trial of Verve. We don't have a sponsor code, but they have free trials. Go get your free trial of Verve. Watch Ghost Stories. It's worth it. Maybe may stay maybe stay subscribed to Verve. Yep. If not, cancel your free month, make a new email, get another free month later. You know, that's how you that's how you do these things. So this has been Copilots. Thank you for flying with us and please fly again. Now remember, just say no to everything.